Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What would you do if you had the ability to sync minds with your best friend? A partner? Maybe even a stranger? Would you share the deepest part of yourself with them? I can already read your mind. Then what am I thinking about right now? You're thinking about how much you want people to support our Kickstarter for our first feature film, Sync. You're so right. If we raise the money, we can make an amazing sci-fi thriller about mind syncing and toxic relationships. Support women in film and check out our campaign now. Just go to kickstarter.com and search SYNC, that's S-Y-N-C, or click on the link in our bio on social media and follow us at FemRegard and at SYNC the Movie. Mmm, Fem. All right, Matt, we are, I mean, we're in the thick of Dare to be Stupid. We've got some heavy hitters still to go. We've already covered some heavy hitters. In a weird way, this was one of the most requested songs. When we sent out the emails and said, what song do you want to talk about by Weird Al? We got a lot of responses that said one more minute. I pulled a little bit of nepotism and bias because one of the first people to ask for it is my buddy, AJ. I've been friends with AJ since college, so we decided... This is a dude who has an encyclopedic knowledge of pretty much most music, but really knows his shit about like 50s and 60s. So he had to be the guy to join he's, us. He's on the this guy episode. for this ode to doo <laughs> Al's ode to doo yeah. And I've got a theory. I was thinking about this, and we'll talk about it. But first, I want to ask AJ, AJ, two things. Thing number one, what is your quick Weird Al history? And then question number two, why one more minute? Sure. I want to start off by saying thank you for that introduction. That was ridiculously um, uh, positive and, and uplifting. Uh, and I'm honored to be here on this what, oh, hugely requested episode. My weird old history is like, I think most people my age, I mean, we're, I'm a little bit older than you, but I'm, uh, I'll be 40 this year, uh, probably by the time this episode comes out. And uh, I got into Weird Al just on MTV, yeah. Um, you know, just seeing things, and it, I was one of those kids who, you know, when uh, I heard "Smells Like Teen Spirit" on the radio, I got pissed when it was Kurt Cobain and not Weird Al. <laughs> I was like, oh, "This real version." Uh, <laughs> but um, now I'm a huge Nirvana fan. But uh, yeah, I and, I and I because of how funny I thought he was. I think my third CD ever, my first one being Crisscross, second being CNC Music Factory, and the third album ever was uh, even worse by Weird Al. Nice, so I nice. think that's I. I 
redeemed myself a little bit. But uh, yes, I got, and then it was just, it was just, you know, balls to the wall. I got that uh, video that you guys always talk about the the music video. The music video. That's how I discovered this yeah. song was yeah. that music video VHS tape. Definitely, yeah, that's me too. Exa- and that's Definitely exactly. Me too. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I, it's. It, I think that video. I, every time I hear you guys bring that up, it's just like I feel bonded to you. Just like listening, <laughs> driving to this podcast because I'm like, yes, I'm like that video was like my life. It was a life changing video for sure. Is so that was your introduction to one more minute was through the music video correct all right and why what about this song because you only sent me like three or four song requests but this was like top of the list like one more minute please yeah so i mean i grew up my my uh my parents thought the beatles were the death of music so they were older (laughs) you know to say the least so their music taste was the platters it was uh nat king cole it was that kind of like oldies in philadelphia area oldies 98 was the oldies station and uh we would listen to that non-stop uh i mean and frank sinatra all those things so that kind of music always was my childhood and then when i heard weird al do his take on it and you know as a a kid in elementary school very early middle school just the the increasing ridiculousness with which he he describes you know what he would rather do than be with this person <laughs> from this relationship it just uh, cracks me up still to this day like the ending line where he just like goes nuts and he's like I'd rather rip my heart right out of my rib cage my bare hands stomp on the floor till I die <laughs> like, that, that, I mean I t- even as like an almost 40 year old man, like just, I'm done. <laughs> dying laughing. So I have a theory about this and I'm curious about you guys. Do you think beyond the fact that this is an homage to Elvis and doo-wop music and all of that, do you think it's also him kind of poking a little fun at Billy Joel doing the an innocent man record just a year earlier, which was like all the 1950s and 60s throwback sounds. I had never thought of that before, but yeah, maybe. Well, we know he doesn't like Billy Joel. His feelings yeah, about he really... Billy Joel are well documented. Um, so, so yeah, maybe. Wow, um, I would have never thought of that. Good call, Matt. You, you might be onto something yeah. there. I think it was because I was literally just listening to that record the other day. And I always think of that as a much later 80s release for him. But it is 1983. Wow. So like Uptown Girl and For the Longest Time would have been on the radio at the time that he was writing the originals for this. So I feel like that there, there has to be... A little bit, even if it's like subconsciously. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, he at this was like, point, like you know, it's still Billy Joel to me didn't come out. And I, I yeah. always like to remind myself at this point in time in the, you know, this is still mid 80s. Like I'll probably never envisioned, never envisioned a scenario where we would be passing around thumb drives of his demo recordings from when he was a teenager. <laughs> and yet here I am holding one on camera right now. So it probably, you know, maybe it was still he still had stuff to get off his chest about <laughs> Billy Joel. And he was just trying to do it in whatever way he could without straight out calling out the man. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I think there's also a lot of artists I don't know the exact years but at that time in the 80s who were doing 50s uh, kind of throwbacks like Huey Lewis and the News sure. and uh, like um, yeah and Billy Joel and all that there's there were quite a number of like either covers or homages at that time I think especially with Reagan presidency there was like this kind of like let's get back to you know American normalcy and like the the clean cut pull I mean I just think that that was in the air I think you're right uh, I mean, Huey mainstream. Lewis appears on this record as well well 
Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, you, you're absolutely right about like what was going on in the world is documented on this album uh, in terms of the trends and stuff. You really can hear it across Dare to Be Stupid. So, real quick, break down the Wikipedia description of One More Minute. Uh, One More Minute is about an ex-girlfriend. Was written in the style of an Elvis Presley doo-wop song, according to the liner notes of Permanent Record. Yankovic was preparing to write songs for Dare to Be Stupid when his then girlfriend broke up with him. In order to mentally deal with the heartbreak, he decided to write a humorous song expressing his anger and eventually wrote one more minute he even tears up a picture of his ex in the music video. his actual ex-girlfriend i had to, <laughs> i had to double check that because i saw it in the in the video and i rewatched I it i always thought that that was an urban legend but i guess he's gone on the uh, record and said no according it was to her. every official source in the video for this song he holds up a photo of a woman and tears it in two and that is an actual ex which is that is <laughs> wow. that is wild to do Look, we've said it in the first two albums. It starts to fall apart around this album, but Weird Al is punk rock as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is, you know, yeah, he, he really is. And also like on record and off record, it seems like his his personality. And it's funny, too, because like he's obviously well known as being like such an affable, lovely guy. I'm not questioning that at all, but it is very, very bold <laughs> to hold up a photo of a real person you knew in your major music video and and tear it up yeah that's that that takes a certain type of uh confidence as a human being that i don't have it might be more punk than the sinead ripping up the pope on snl to be honest Uh, it's it's more uh, more direct shot fired (laughs) no uh it's not making any turns that is straight ahead Yeah. Uh, As we discussed in the Dare to be Stupid episode, Mm. like a lot of critics were kind of underwhelmed by the originals on this album. But One More Minute was the one original that kind of universally the critics were like, this is the standout track of of the album. Even back in 85, they were like, nope, this is the one. This is the one that you need to hear. It is weird to think about that this album is almost all of the music videos are almost all originals except for like a surgeon, right? Like he did four music videos for this. Yeah. He did four music videos for this and it was like a surgeon dare to be stupid. One more minute. This is the the life. life. Yeah. Apparently they counted. I want a new duck was sent to radio, but did not get a video probably for the best, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I mean this song, I mean, we can break down the lyrics. I want to actually talk about the music video first. Yes. Because, I have one minor hot take about this video. I like this video a lot. Yeah. I wish that this video was a single take. I I feel like this video could have just been a one-shot video, and I think that it, it would be even better if it was, because then you're like almost watching it to see the way that the camera's like moving in and out for like the prop switches yeah, and whatnot. I totally agree. But- I totally agree. Yeah. I think it could have been. I also think that it checks out that it looks like they made this video for $20 in 30 minutes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I think that probably that was just more time than they were able to give it. <laughs> Willing to invest. Yeah. Because this was, a, I mean, funny enough, in our time doing this, this is the most low budget Al video we have seen. And that includes the stuff from his first record that yeah, we said 100%. was low budget, but this is truly a single setting with like five props. Yeah. Like well, a couple props, <laughs> but for the most part, it is just Al with his band behind him as his backing singers. Well, and in his, black and white, it, yes. it, his, his band are the stars of this I mean, video. Like Al, Al oh. is front and center, but that choreography is, 
incredible. It's incredible. It is like, <laughs> it seems like he told them, like, do me a favor and just barely learn this. <laughs> because they are there you can tell that they're trying they're really trying to do it they're also not dancers it's not their job but like they're really trying but their the moves are so like stilted and like half done and you can the number of times where you see one of them catch up to the others like oh right we're going to the teeth thing like yeah. um oh god it's it watching them in the background is without it and they're barely in focus the entire video and yet yeah. you have to look at them the whole time so, you know, we've talked about things where it's like, especially because we were raised on that VHS tape, yeah. right? There are times where you're just listening to the song, but like certain moments in the music video were like implanted in your brain. Oh, yeah. For me, when I'm driving, listening to the Dare to be Stupid album and the like dip, 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 dip part kicks in, I see them doing that awkward side stand <laughs> together with their hands like burned into my yeah, brain. Yeah. It is such a perfect shitty choreography for that part of the song it, it yeah it's it's fantastic i mean again talk about making the most of very little they did a really yeah. really good job at nailing all the right vibe marks for something like this like it it is super super effective with again almost nothing aside from like the prop of a phone a photo broken sal door. salted broken glass the door yeah <laughs> all that like but that's it i mean it is really just a stand there and sing the song oh and the microphone stands which is my favorite part the mi the microphone stands joke of him just shatter like he breaks the one the in first half, one he just the pulls one apart <laughs> and then throws it aside and then a second later grabs another one just like that like oh it's so good <laughs> yeah oh dude when he bends down and it's like a rubber stand oh well so i was good. gonna say guys yeah I, it cannot be a coincidence that the the joke where the mic stand goes flaccid mm. is on his self-service pump line. I know. I mean, it I, is right. I mean, we got to address. I, I have never noticed that before watching this video. Again, because I probably have not seen this video since I was too young to get that joke. Uh, yeah. And now going back to it for this, I was like, I mean, it, it, everything you needed was right there in front of you the whole time to understand what he was <laughs> saying here. But... I, it is still very surprising to me. I cannot get over that joke being hidden in this track. <laughs> Dude, we, we do have to address that <laughs> this is the song that has the masturbation joke yeah. from Weird Al Yankovic. So here, here's a fun game we'll play. Do you remember when you figured out that joke? Oh, okay. <laughs> I distinctly do. I didn't know where that was going, I, I, Matt, I, for a I, second. I, was, I thought the same thing. I was like, wow, Matt's really going to take us down a, a path Yeah, here. we're getting blue. I was like, no wonder I'm on this show. Yeah, no, oh I'll, I'll do you never remember, forget. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm... Uh, um, <laughs> I had a Kathy Ireland yeah, poster. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think I do. But it was very, very late. Because, you know, again, an interesting thing about these songs, and this came up on a bunch of these tracks already is like, there's something about when you hear these as you're, when you're really young and you, when, when you hear it and the lyric goes over your head and you just accept it for what it is, then even when you're older and you know those things, it just, the dots don't connect. You don't realize cause it's just a line in your head on its own. And you've, you've missed, I feel like if you don't get the subtext in the moment when you learn it, it's very difficult to connect again later. Like someone did have to tell me and I can't remember who it was, but someone had to tell me, that that was in this song. And I was like, what? Yeah. And I like went back and re-looked at the lyrics. I was like, oh my God, it is. 
And keep in mind that just a couple weeks ago, both you and I bonded over the fact that we thought that Gosmers was some type of medical term yeah. because we didn't realize he was saying gauze, comma, nurse. Uh, and, yeah. Like, Give me all your gauze, <laughs> nurse. And where I was like, what are gauzners? <laughs> <laughs> so, AJ, do you remember when you finally realized there was a masturbation joke in a weird house? Uh, it was when I walked in the door of your house, Matt, and you said, this is the song with masturbation See? on it. Very excited. See, there and you go. I, and and it, I was like, okay, I just took your word for it. And like now that we're talking about it now, I'm, I'm literally connecting the dots as we record. So <laughs> I'll play a little snippet of the actual cover, but I used to love uh, Comedy Bang Bang back when it was called Comedy Death Ray. It was a Comedy Death Ray podcast, and Scott Aukerman would always have comedians come in, and they would either pretend to be celebrities, or he'd bring in actual comedians, and they would do songs. And it's, I haven't listened to it for many years, but for a while, it was one of the most interesting, unique podcasts out there. But at one point, he had Garfunkel and Oates Mm -hmm. on, and he asked them to cover a Weird Al song for Weird Al, because he was going to be in the studio, and they covered One More Minute, and they asked him... Are we crazy or is there a masturbation <laughs> joke in this lyric? And he got very coy about it. Wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> so That's amazing. That was, but then they cut, co- it's an awesome cover. Oh, man. I um, love Garfunkel. Especially because they found a way, they, they said, we're going to Garfunkel notes it up a little bit. Mm. So they extend that ending <laughs> with a lot of profanity. Uh, oh, like, man. <laughs> <laughs> Then spend one more minute with you. Yes, I'd rather make in a huge pile of stone tacks, or stick my nostrils together with crazy glue. I'd rather dive into a swimming pool filled with double-edged razors. Then spend one more minute with you. I'd rather rip my heart right out my ribcage with my bare hands and throw it on the floor and stomp on it till I die. Then spend one more minute. Just one more minute. Spend one more minute with you. That's awesome. That is awesome. It's funny. Another just like quick, you know, Al connection because it all does connect. Like Al wound up on Comedy Bang Bang in the, at the end of the oh, television yeah. show. He was the uh, musical yeah the last host. two seasons. Yeah, he Al, was the Reggie. Al was, yeah, yeah, replaced. Well, Reggie Watts and then Kid Cudi did it for a brief period, and then That's Al, right. Kid Al Cudi finished did it for the a show. Year. Connection, Weird Al does a Kid Cudi song in one of his polkas. That's true, he so. does. He does. Yeah, it's all incestual. On yeah, it's all, it's all going to connect. <laughs> By the end, we're going to have a perfect understanding of the whole universe. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. I, I think I think Weird Al would probably be like the biggest pop culture umbrella of the uh, second half of the 20th century. Yeah, you'd be hard pressed to think of someone bigger just because of how how wide his reach goes into other you know pop. Artists. Kevin Bacon is a far second. It's true. Yeah. You're right. Maybe we should we should pioneer that move of Six Degrees of Weird Al instead of Kevin Bacon. You might be onto something mm. there, AJ. 
I mean, you remember for a while I was pitching my concept of Six Degrees to Can't Hardly Wait because so many people were tied into that movie yeah. that I'm like, I think you could literally connect anybody back to that movie. And I think I just saw Deborah Elf uh, or Deborah Kaplan uh, was like literally in the row or two rows behind the incident that just happened as we record this at the Venice Film Festival where oh. Harry Styles spit. On Chris, on Chris Pine. Pine, I think she was like literally like perfectly in the center of that shot. <laughs> <laughs> she was just posting on Instagram. So that's there's another there's another connection to Can't Hardly Wait. There, there you, you go. go. See, it all connects. Suddenly, I feel like we're that it's always sunny meme with the Charlie Day yeah. with all the post-it notes <laughs> behind him drawing the crazy connections like starting a, we're, we're going to become that kind of podcast um, I'm up for it I liked this song before I liked the music that this song was parodying mm. it's like yeah that's fair I can, I, can, I, can, I would agree with that I would agree with that like now and like now I love this stuff <laughs> yeah 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 no it, it's yeah because if it wasn't for the funny lyrics there's not um, I mean this is a I mean musically it's not funny this is no. there's no nothing goofy about the the music here, unlike some other songs on this record that have a lot of like comedy elements baked into the music. This is very, very straight, you know, style parody or genre parody, I guess. I mean, you, we, I don't know if, if this is officially classed in any way, Matt. Like, is this are we saying this is a straight Elvis style parody or is this? So that's what they said. But I I don't think that Al's really putting on. I think that if Al was sincerely doing an Elvis parody, he would have way more Elvis isms in the song. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, I, I, I'm inclined to agree with you. Yeah, like this just feels like a straight up doo-wop song, and people, which is weird, also that people connect doo-wop with Elvis because, like, I don't really like. There are definitely elements of it. He has a few love songs with like the Jordanaires like early in his career, but it's not yeah, it's Yeah, when I think of Elvis, I think of more like about it. Like it's yeah. like that's right. what comes to my I, mind. I, 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 don't raw. Think of, I, I think the reason why I associate this with Elvis is because historically whenever he did this live he did an Elvis thing where he fully put on like gotcha. the robe and went out into the audience and held ladies hands and sang it to them and stuff like that was he really hammed it up like that was it was a very obviously Elvis stage presentation at a live show well and i guess i guess the flip side is i'm sitting here and i'm like i don't really connect elvis with doo-wop but then i'm like well who do i connect with yeah, like, yeah yeah i don't feel like there's like an iconic like everyone's like oh yes the kings of doo-wop so it's so like i feel like it was definitely a genre uh built on a lot of like one hit wonders or like kind of these Frankie Valley, yeah, like, like Frankie early, Valley, a little early bit early four seasons, but early four seasons, he would be singing it way higher as well. Like, oh, right. it's like oh, yeah, yeah like weird. The, I was doing that. That's yeah. the thing. It's like the people who were the biggest at it had very iconic lead vocalists, and Al is doing this definitely. This is like Alfred Yankovic and the Doo Wops. You know, what I mean? like that's like <laughs> Al Yankovic and the Stiff Snaps. The, 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 the Stiff Snaps. <laughs> Oh, God, that's good. That's good. That's hard to top. <laughs> wow. It's it's a really, this is a really good song. Yeah. It's a solid song. The lyrics are really funny. Do, are there any lyrics we want to break down ourselves? I, I've mentioned this on a past episode. I covered this song before. Yeah, you did mention um, it. In a friend's band. And that was the first time I really took a notice on how truly hilarious almost every line of this song is. Yes. You know, when we talk about like comedy being about escalation like this song just escalates in so many ways from start oh to i was gonna say yeah this is the great like it starts with just i'm gonna pull your name out of my rolodex and ends with the complete i i do remember being a kid and hearing this for the first time and finding the 
the mental imagery of I'd rather dive into a swimming pool filled with double edged razor blades <laughs> and finding yeah. that very disturbing to think about. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, it gets so intense. Cause I hadn't seen this video for a while when they brought out the shards of glass. I was like, does he bite into the shards of glass? <laughs> like I had like a legit, because it wouldn't be out of the realm no. of Al no, to have a close up of him. Like, Biting into some candy glass with like some fake things protruding out of his oh yeah cheeks yeah yeah, yeah. like so that would have been better I did for the one shot version of the video where then for the rest of the song yeah. he's got just blood dripping down his yeah his chin <laughs> the lyrics of this are great I, the other one like for me as a kid the line that always cracked me up the most was the uh, slam my fingers in in a door again and again, uh, again and, and again and again and again, and again. <laughs> like that's a great like. Again, hitting a marker of the genre. It's such a classic move to do that in a song like this, but doing it about slamming his fingers. And I love the visual in the video of just the door hitting his hand on each beat. It's great. I really like um, one of the lines that I would always think about is the lead into the last verse was like, can't you see what I'm trying to say, darling? <laughs> I'd rather yeah. have my blood sucked out by leeches. Yeah. It like breaks character. Yeah. Well, that, and that's kind of what you were talking about uh, before we hit record. Mm -hmm. You and I were talking. You're like, you're like, as a guy who tries to sing, his ability to go from angry screaming Al right back into singing Al on that last part is yeah. also very masterfully done. Oh yeah, uh, you know, all of us are, are musicians in our own right here. I think, and and I, I, one of the things vocally that I always struggle with is going from one style of singing or using one part of my body, whether it's like dia more diaphragm or more back of my throat or whatever, to, to another cleanly in like yeah. a smooth fashion. There's always, I feel like, and it feels like, you know, a long time, but it might just be a millisecond, but I feel like there's so much time where the, I have to transition when I'm going la la la. Like it's, yeah. just, it, it's never natural and I can hear it. And maybe, maybe that's just me being overly critical, but I feel like he does it so masterfully right at the end there. I'm always so impressed with that. And I, I don't think Al gets enough credit for the way he has control over his voice, both for singing and comedically. Like Absolutely. he just has, such control absolutely in order i mean well first of all just in general in order to sing all these different styles of music he does in the first place takes an incredible control of your voice like most very few singers could hit every one of these marks and not and not find one be like oh i can't really sing like that in this type of way like whether it's like a real screamy deep throaty vocal or high falsetto type stuff like yeah and he'll do it you know, whip turn mid song all the time, mm -hmm. all the time. He, I mean, he is an incredible singer to be able to, uh, to do all of this stuff the, with the effortlessness that he does, which you can really see, especially, you know, if you uh, catch him live or watch any of the live videos, because he does these songs all the time and it sounds flawless every time. Oh yeah. Well, unless we've got anything else to throw in there, Matt, it's time for you and I to do our rankings. This is tough. It, it's tough because I know it's in the top. But the top is pretty stacked right now. <laughs> I think for me, I'm putting this right beneath Nature Trail to Hell and right above Checks in the Mail. Mm. <laughs> Let's see. Oof. Yeah, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit lower than you. And I'm going to put it in between Midnight Star and Buy Me a Condo. All right. I'm still so shocked that Buy Me a Condo is so high on your list. <laughs> well, I mean, I just pushed it down a little bit there, didn't I? That is yeah. that is true. I, I, I will say I did take a couple people messaged me and they were not on board with my take of Buy Me a Condo, which is totally <laughs> fair. 
look, I'm here. I'm putting myself out there with these opinions, you guys. And by look, all means, you can also say to you me, you can also me. say to me, I can't believe that checks in the mail is in your top five right now. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, like... checks in the mail is extremely high for Matt. So if anyone's concerned with my takes, we can talk to Matt about <laughs> the checks in the mail being Al's magnum opus. All right. Now, AJ, you get this exciting thing with the guest rankings, Ooh. right? So currently, from worst to best, the guest rankings are... It's still Billy Joel to me, King of Suede, I Lost on Jeopardy, Nature Trail to Hell, Eat It, and Like a Surgeon. And that's so you just went from bottom to the top? From bottom to the top. Okay. So you can place one more minute anywhere on here, but then also you can move another song into a position you think is more appropriate. I know exactly what I want to do here. Ooh. Okay. So <laughs> I, I've a been a loyal listener to the podcast. It. Yeah. I've been driving around like, well, if I ever get on this podcast, <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I definitely want to put one more minute. Oh, God, I think I think one more minute's better than like a surgeon by far, uh, to be honest. Top, uh, I gotta, top of the top. Yeah. Top, top of the top. And I'm going to take Eat It. And uh, I'm going to put Eat It. Oh, God. See the, the the vitriol and the hatred for Billy Joel that I have like wants me to put it below <laughs> Billy still Billy Joel, but it's such like I mean it's, oh you're dropping eat it I'm dropping eat it <laughs> sorry oh, Fafalius this is great I, so far everyone's I, been moving <laughs> eat it which makes me really happy this is like this is the song that people are just like I want to tell you what I think of eat it <laughs> this is like the worst yeah this is like a Christmas party going to, uh, you yeah. know for, uh, when Santa Santa went crazy on eat yeah. it with with, uh, with this. Uh, uh, shift around i'm yeah i'm gonna put it i'm gonna put it below i lost on jeopardy okay. got it so you still can't deny that it's a better song than king of suede <laughs> yeah oh, no, it, you know, no no you know what it, uh put it above put it above i lost on jeopardy i'm sorry so the ranking as far as i'm concerned goes one more minute like a surgeon nature trail to hell is a goddamn genius song eat it then i lost on jeopardy because i mean you can't deny eat it's it was the first was it the second food song uh, well no he already had bologna as well so it would have been oh, and bologna. Yeah. okay third yeah sorry so third i was forgetting rocky road so third it's his third food song he really perfected the, that parody there i think that was the pinnacle to be honest and uh so but yeah i want to bring up one other thing you texted me just as you were heading here to let me know that you did some Googling and you think you know who Diamond Joe is that gets referenced oh, in Jim, The Boy, yes. or, Jim, yeah, the boy yeah, Could Dance. That boy could yeah, dance. so we were, I was listening to that boy because I'm a, a week or two behind, but I was listening to a Diamond Jim, or a That Boy Could Dance episode on my way here. And Diamond Jim, I knew that reference uh, just from growing up. Um, so I was surprised that you guys didn't have that. But, uh, you know, it, it is like an older reference. So Diamond Jim Brady, which is some is a, a character or a person that my dad would reference all the time. Like every time I would start spending too much money, he'd be like, who are you, Diamond Jim Brady? Diamond <laughs> Jim Brady was uh, like a businessman from, like the 1800s died in like 1917 in Atlantic City so he was a figure known around like New York Atlantic City as just like this rich businessman tycoon I mean you look at the kind of painting here Matt you can see he's wearing like a tuxedo with a carnation and I mean he is just a rich motherfucker looks like an oil tycoon (laughs) yeah exactly so I I, he he had a penchant for diamonds precious stones and jewelry and a voracious appetite he was he was a hefty guy so I that's I I knew that maybe it's because like like I said my parents thought the Beatles were the death of music they were born respectively 42 and 44 so I think maybe like their generation more knew of Diamond Jim Brady maybe you know Al's Al's age or his parents knew of him as a classic figure in like the American like a Rockefeller or something 
something like that. But Diamond Jim Brady uh, was, I believe, the reference in the that book of dance. Nice. There you go. Very Getting good. Some education in here. Very good. And actually, on that note, AJ, just to go back a little bit, um, something that we've been sort of doing with with most of our guests is: Do you have a song that we have previously discussed that you wanted to revisit in some way? And ask us if we had any, uh, like, if you wanted to sell us on something that you uh, maybe didn't agree with the take on, or just a, pre- a song we've already done that you want to talk about for a minute. No, I mean that, that's, I mean that jumps out because it was literally this morning uh, before the recording. Yeah, but yeah. no, I just want to say that Matt will tell you I am a podcast guest, not a podcast listener. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> being friends with Matt for so many years, I struggle to listen to just because my dad would listen to talk radio and I like music. So this, I want, I just want to compliment the two of you because this is the first podcast that I have been voraciously waiting for every single week to drop and, and like and I love listening to Matt and I think he's great but like I can't listen to any of the other like Geekscape uh, network things <laughs> it's not that they're not good they're phenomenal I just I, I don't have the attention span my ADHD is that advanced and unmedicated but yeah, this, is, this is this is the perfect podcast for someone like me and and I, I hope every I've been like trying to promote it everywhere so pr- and we see uh, yeah, we, we definitely okay. see it AJ thank you so much that really means a lot that's that's really really okay. really cool to hear no you got you, this is this is a phenomenal uh so just keep doing what you're doing and uh i like the difference in the rankings and i like everything that you're bringing to the table so um thank you guys. oh thank you thank, thank you, you so for much, coming man. on and actually uh, in the name of rankings matt we do still have one more we keep forgetting about video rankings oh we keep forgetting <laughs> about the music videos that's right <laughs> looking at the music videos you know i i like the music video it's a simplistic music video. Say, it doesn't feel as essential as some of the other yeah. videos we've seen here where they really, um, like, they are so tied to the song that I can't not think of them together. I don't feel quite that same way about this one. Uh, I'll just jump in right now. I'll say I'm going to put this in between Like a Surgeon and Ricky. Almost similarly, I'm actually putting mine between Ricky and I love Rocky Road. Yeah, you had to put Ricky above, obviously. You're a real Ricky head. But so, it, listen, <laughs> all I'm going to say, I'm not going to say who our guest is next Ooh. week. But next week's guest, when we first reached out to them, they were like, I got to talk about Ricky. And we had to break the news that we had already you done. Know, we had Ricky a funny thing, and it's it's nice again not to like. I really appreciate all the the things that you said, AJ. We had so many people who we reached out to to be guests on this show. When we first started doing this, we did album one just ourselves because we were like, no one's going to want to talk about album one because it's his least popular record. <laughs> and then we reached out to guests, and all anyone wanted to talk about was stuff from album one. People were like, can we talk about Ricky, <laughs> uh, Mr. Frump? Uh, I'll be mellow when I'm dead. All these requests were like, oh, we totally blew it. <laughs> I had no idea that that was going to be <laughs> no, so. No, but I think it was the right thing. It was the right thing we needed to do. We needed to get through that album first to feel our get our feelings figured out as like being co-hosts yeah. before we could introduce a third voice into this yeah. world. Well, I'm going to keep asking <laughs> guests for their opinions until someone comes on and yells at me for not inviting them on for <laughs> I'll be mellow when I'm dead or something like that. That's that's my plan. I, I mean. Stay tuned. Next week, it could happen. It could happen. <laughs> and AJ, one last thing. Obviously, sure. I've said it before. I love having you on, especially music podcasts, because I respect you as a musical mind. Oh. But you are always active doing different things as a DJ and also like on your Facebook accounts and whatnot. Uh, I know your stuff is very localized to the Philly suburbs for the mm-hmm. most part. But if people want to check out some of the stuff that you're doing or if you're going to be in 
a bar where they live. Where is the best spot for them to find that stuff? Sure. So, uh, so I host trivia. Uh, we call it Quizzo, uh, which is just like a, a localized way of saying trivia. Um, uh, Monday through Wednesday. So, mon- uh, in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, and Newtown Square, Pennsylvania. Uh, and if you you know if you reach out to Matt, he'll let you know where I'm at. So I enjoy that, and then I also DJ. Um, and I play acoustic guitar and whatever, which I, you know, I wouldn't recommend anyone listen to me sing, but, um, <laughs> some people pay me to do it. Uh, but I do uh, the DJing stuff, uh, you can find on, um, Mixcloud. Uh, so it's a, it's like a, uh, like a website, mixcloud.com. Uh, and then you just type in slash either DJ AJ Santini. Uh, and I have like my actual DJ mixes, like dance music and stuff. Or uh, I also run something called the Music Appreciation Society, uh, which uh, isn't more of, is less of a society and more just me being an idiot. Uh, and it's uh, <laughs> mixcloud.com slash music appreciation society. And I put up like a bunch of random mixtapes that are meant to sound like a cassette uh, with sound effects of wow. like the cassette being flipped over and whatever. It's 45 minutes aside. And uh, there's uh, things I to do to take up my time. I have to check that yeah. out. That sounds right up my <laughs> Thank alley. You. That's very cool. Yeah. And I mean, a big shout out to AJ during the pandemic. He would just battle against Facebook copyright law every afternoon and go live on Facebook during everyone's lunch break and just DJ an hour long music session. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I went through that live. myself when I did the Al live stream. It was very, <laughs> yeah. very tough. I got I got shot down <laughs> everywhere. So mad that I yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's when I've I've discovered during the pandemic doing like the movie live streams that clearly Twitch is the wild wild west where there is no one but he, combing for copyrights the way that they do on YouTube and Facebook. They weren't for a long time, but I think they are now. I think people got I wise know. to it now cuz cuz that's where I did it because I tried YouTube and they shut me down. I tried Facebook and they shut me down. And uh, Twitch was the only place that let me stream uninterrupted. And I got a notice like after it was over, like, oh, we think you might have played some copyrighted material. I was like, oops. Oh, yeah. No, I still go through afterwards and delete. Oh, yeah. As soon as the live stream is done, I delete it from existence to be sure. Yeah, I've never had a live stream interrupted on Twitch is what oh, I'll yes. say. Oh, yes, no, never interrupted. I've definitely interrupted. got the notes. YouTube shut yeah, me down, Facebook shut me down. Yeah, I've the notifications. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I permanently have lost my, my YouTube uh, connection with my email because of the <laughs> wow. pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I literally, I try to click on YouTube links from from uh, and from Google and it's like, oh, you can, like I permanently have problems clicking things. I have to like go through like a third party. Oh, it's God. terrible. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't work, don't break the law, kids. <laughs> no, don't, don't do it. Just don't do it. So AJ, if someone uh, listening to this uh, comes to see you at one of those events where you're playing acoustic guitar and they yell out one more minute. Is that something that they might be able to hear? Well, now that you've put it in my head, I guess I kind of have to. Um, Yeah, there you go, people. (laughs) Well, you do also, I do want to shout this out because I don't think I've seen many people do this. You also do music video DJing. Yes. Where it's, exclusively like oh, you have like your computer hooked up to the TVs in the bar and you are exclusively playing the music videos with every single song. Yeah, <laughs> like, which which is funny because they were just discussing that in one of my DJ groups. Uh, someone asked, does anyone uh, do music video? And every, every other DJ was like, oh, that, that trend passed. Like, nobody does that anymore. <laughs> and I thought I was like ahead of the curve that no one was doing, but apparently it was a big thing a couple, like 10 years ago, and now nobody cares anymore because of how large the hard drives have to be. But, but you I made it, it a novelty again. I've, so I love it the, because people are remaining. like, uh, yeah, and like, <laughs> unfortunately, like sometimes like it'll kill your dance floor because people will just stand there. <laughs> and stare and they're like is that what Whitney Houston looked like like wow you know <laughs> the kids but um no it's it's it, it, I love to it is fun thank you for bringing that up awesome yeah. all right well we will be back next week with I mean one could say it is 
the biggest, most important song in the Weird Al live show, for sure. A, a strong contender. A strong contender. <laughs> listening to the Geekscape Network.